0: here we are in week four of the 50 states 50 weeks and 50 coffee shop series today i get to talk with scott forbush from round mountain coffee in arkansas this shop was recommended by todd jones and if you haven't heard my interview with todd it's worth a listen he's otherwise known as the redneck coffee snob that's back in episode six but for today We're landing in Arkansas. Scott has a fun background because he started out at Starbucks and now he owns his own coffee shop slash roastery, as well as doing circus, believe it or not, on the side. He's got lots of shops he recommends in Arkansas, as well as unique insights about coffee culture in general. This has been such a fun journey as I get to learn about different states and what makes coffee culture different in their area and recommend shops that you may have not heard of before that are worth stopping by if you're passing through that state. So listen up, grab your coffee or tea, and do some laundry or some cleaning around the house, and let's get started.
1: So I am Scott Forbush. I have been in the coffee world for over a decade. Now it's crazy to think about. I am a co-owner and operational manager at Round Mountain Coffee. Round Mountain is my baby. I wanted to open a coffee shop for a really long time, and I decided to finally pull the trigger about five years ago now. So we're five years old, which is really cool. We started Round Mountain, me and my partner, Kyle stackoff and then my father, who is the person who helped fund everything. So all three of us are the co-owners, and we, we fight for making good coffee in Conway, Arkansas.
0: Wow, awesome. It's fun to hear that you've integrated your father into it and went on this venture. I think owning a coffee shop is a big deal and there's not enough said about it of the risk that's involved and the effort.
1: Yeah, it honestly, it was a leap of faith from my family. I had a huge support from my family. I remember the day I sat down with my family and was like, I want to do this. I just don't know how. And I've been talking about it for so long that secretly behind my back, my dad was gathering funds for it. So he was kind of like trying to figure out how he could help me with my dream. So I actually really appreciate my father through it. His name is Steve Forbush. And, uh, He really helped me get this started, just my dream. I think that's a really cool thing that a father can do. And as a father myself now, I really understand that a lot more. So it's really cool.
0: How special. So you're in Arkansas. And (laughs) tell me a little bit about Arkansas culture in general and also coffee culture. Is it different than other states or have you found it to be very
1: similar? Well, so you've had Todd on your show. I think Todd is, he's a great guy. He goes to all the coffee shops. So he's like the perfect guy to kind of get on your show. Uh, <laughs> but like, he talks a little bit about the culture. Conway, like, so where we're at, we're in central Arkansas. So we're just like a little bit kind of a little bit more north of Little Rock. If you're off of I-40, if you're traveling anywhere on I-40, you're going to go through Arkansas. And Conway is based off of like that main route. The coffee scene is blowing up in arkansas it's uh, it kind of all started with a shop that's pretty well known it's onyx coffee labs they're pretty well known i like to say like our big brother of coffee here like they've kind of really helped like stamp what third wave coffee should be like and how the industry should grow i don't think they were the first third wave coffee shop to kind of like make a mark in arkansas but they're definitely the ones that are like the most well known onyx coffee labs is kind of like what pushes us all to be better in Arkansas. And so the third wave coffee scene in Arkansas is great. You asked me earlier some of my favorite shops and there's so many to name. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to name three <laughs> when we get to there. But um, it's just crazy how the coffee culture has kind of started to shape and change into the third wave scene. And I started a long time ago at Starbucks In Conway, that was the only coffee shop, really, for a really long time. Some of my story is I got to go to Washington, D.C. I was a driven young guy, young kid, I'll say. I was like in my early 20s. And I was like, I really want to be a manager at Starbucks. And how am I going to do that? How am I going to find that journey and that passion? So I planned a coffee tour with Starbucks where I was going to start in Washington, D.C. conveniently because I had a girlfriend who was living there at the time. And I was going to travel down the East Coast all at different Starbucks through Skip, Alabama to Texas and go back up north into Utah and Colorado and then eventually make my way back to Arkansas and I was like cool I'll do all these different Starbucks and by the time I get back I'll have so much experience it'd be silly not to hire me as a manager at a store the hard way of doing things you know (laughs) I like to do things the hard way (laughs) Uh, sadly I got to DC and the Starbucks does not have that in place like a touring barista thing in place so I was trying to like pioneer it myself and of course it didn't work out i got to dc and my first entire paycheck like i had two weeks worth of work that was just completely lost i recorded my hours but nobody logged any of my hours at any store and so i i wasn't getting paid for the first like two weeks that i was there so i ended up not really getting out of dc so i was like cool well i'm not gonna be able to do this tour that i want to do because i'm not making enough income at this point. I'm, all, I'm in the hole already. How am I going to continue this? So I ended up working at five different Starbucks stores in D.C. while I was there.
0: <laughs> so and you I did learned, a D.C. tour instead.
1: <laughs> I did a D.C. tour, yeah, because there's so many in D.C. Like I was just like, okay, cool, I'll just do a bunch. I learned really quickly. Like, it was probably like my first month there that I was like, I don't want to work at Starbucks anymore. (laughs) So My whole dream and tour was shattered. So my goal was next. Okay, well, what am I going to do next? There's plenty of local shops in DC and I got a job. I was going to a coffee shop there every day. It was called Pound on the Hill. I don't think it's there anymore. Actually, sadly enough, it was a coffee shop during the day and it turned into like a bistro wine bar at night. I fell in love with that job and I, I got a job there and I felt back in love of what it means to create coffee instead of it being like, uh, and I don't mean anyone, any blame on anybody who works at Starbucks. I loved Starbucks, but I started feeling like a cog in the machine instead of a human. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really great to feel this is my passion again, like re-love it all over again. So I decided, cool, when I'm going to go back to Arkansas and I'm going to start my own coffee shop. And there was no local coffee shop in Arkansas at the time. So I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Of course, in that process, there was a couple stores that opened up. Blue Sail Coffee, which is a really great coffee shop here in Conway. It was the first one to kind of open and take that stamp of what is third wave coffee? How are we going to kind of like do this? So I actually got a job there and I really loved working there. I loved creating my own craft. And I met my old high school friend, Kyle Sackoff who we graduated high school together and he was working in coffee too. And as we were working, we were like, more and more, we we're like, well, we can do this. We can create our own, <laughs> own coffee shop. I had a up opening up Round Mountain with me. So <laughs> we ended up opening up Round Mountain in 2017. And it's been a great journey since. And we actually opened with roasting. So we actually are a coffee shop with a small batch roaster in the back. So we get to roast all our own coffee and it's it's a really great experience. That is kind of how the culture is even grown through my story has grown in Arkansas is we kind of only started with just Starbucks and now with Onyx and with Blue Sail and with Round Mountain and a bunch of other shops that are starting to pop up all trying to do roasting and coffee and creating their own little culture, we actually have this really I like to call it a diamond in the rough place for coffee. It's like almost like a a coffee hub in Arkansas. It's really cool. There's little coffee shops in every town that has a a decent population to it. And they all kind of have their own uniqueness to it. And we're all still fighting the aspect of what is third wave compared to fast coffee, like you were saying. And it's hard. Um, especially right now with the pandemic I and mean, kind of getting to the end of it, people have gotten so used to the drive throughs, drive through everywhere that we're trying our best now to get people to be like back into what it means to sit down at a cafe and enjoy a cup of coffee. Have you heard of seven brew? Mm. I haven't. No, my best example. I've never been to a Dutch bros, but I'm assuming it's just like that. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of the fast coffee place here in conway and then we'll purchase starbucks conway it's a it's a college town and there's a lot of young people and it's crazy to think about but we have blue Sail coffee zateo coffee round mountain coffee and think coffee for local independent coffee shops all starting up in this little town wow. <laughs> so, and that's just that's just conway so that's what's so cool about it is like here we are now. We're, we're like four independent coffee shops now in this small town, and we're still battling against the bigger ones, the bigger chains of Seven Brew and Starbucks and any other. I find myself fighting against gas station coffee more than anything. So,
0: but <laughs> yeah, do you feel like the expectation for People who live in Arkansas or who are passing through Arkansas, they're going to have gas station coffee or a different type of coffee, and they may not expect a third wave shop to pop up that actually serves really decent coffee. Do you think that's the expectation around in Arkansas, or do you think it's changed throughout time as these shops have popped up? Maybe Arkansas does have (laughs) a coffee scene, a coffee culture.
1: That's the thing that's crazy to me is Arkansas has a great coffee scene. And I didn't expect it. You know, like I was working in D.C. and I was like, oh, this is great coffee. I want to bring something like this back to Arkansas. I obviously wasn't the only one. It's really boom. There's like three main areas of Arkansas. And I think Northwest Arkansas, Central Arkansas, Arkansas are like the two main coffee zones right now is what i would say so northwest arkansas is where onyx is located and you also have really great coffee shops like airship coffee you have a bunch of ones that pop up all the time i feel like every time i go to northwest arkansas i'm finding a new coffee shop which is a really cool experience you know as somebody who loves the coffee culture So my new favorite coffee shop right now in Northwest Arkansas is Confident Roasters. It's a lady. I wish I could tell you her name right now off the top of my head, but I can't. She started this coffee shop and she's all about empowering women-owned businesses. And she roasts on a Dietrich and it's a beautiful, cute little shop that she has. And it's like this new one that just kind of just popped up in Northwest Arkansas. I guess gonna just start creating coffee shops all over the place here. And it's it's a really cool experience. (laughs) As you're saying, like, What would you expect if you're driving through Arkansas? But I feel like now it's almost like a shame to, and I don't mean that in any hurtful way, to just go to what you know of a gas station or Starbucks or even Seven Brews, like a fast coffee shops, because there's so many places that are roasting their own coffee and trying new things that it's almost like worth to just go try those places. You're going to find like this little gem of a place in arkansas and you're going to be like wow i never expected that but it's the best coffee i've had in this whole trip you know um, <laughs> i think i would i would really just say we have great coffee right now i get local coffee brought to me all the time from all the different roasters around us and i get to taste it and sample it and compare it to our coffee and i just am always impressed with what i'm tasting
0: the people who have started these roasteries or coffee shops that they also did a similar journey as you where they came from out of state and then maybe they grew up in Arkansas and then came back and decided, okay, I want to bring coffee back here. That makes a difference. Or do you feel like it's just been the shift overall, third wave coffee infiltrating all of the U.S. that it's also made its way into Arkansas? Do you sense a pattern there in any way?
1: I think everyone's story is a little different. I think there are some people I'm lucky enough to be an owner. So when I walk into another shop, I get to have that title. So I usually get to talk to other owners, you know, and that's what's like really cool is I get to talk to other people who help start those shops or help begin those shops in some way. And everyone kind of has a little bit of a different story. I think that's what's so great about it is it is almost naturally growing in a way And I think Starbucks is a huge help to that, right? Like, Starbucks is this place that started what coffee could be, and then it kind of created these third-wave shops, and now you have third-wave shops influencing other smaller shops to do better and to grow their coffee scene. But I wouldn't say, like, it's all the same story. I've seen a trend, and this isn't that Arkansas is behind in any way, but I've just seen a trend that. Things happen on the east and west coast and they kind of trickle roots and streams towards the center of the United States, bringing in different stuff and adding different values to those states. I've seen that for a really long time, but it's cool to see it change along the way. Almost like Arkansas is this, this unique spring of coffee that we, that we never expected to kind of be there, but because of the help of Onyx and other really independent coffee shops kind of growing and and creating that influence, we're starting to become really well known and starting to grow our coffee roasting abilities and and our knowledge. One of my favorite things to do is share my knowledge with other people who come into our store because most of the time they've never heard of what a flat white is or a cortado or they've never had a pour over. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah, that might sound crazy coming from where you're at. I love that first experience of a pour over or that first experience of like then understanding what a flat white or a cortado is, bringing those knowledge to it. And then for us, we used to teach, and since the pandemic, it slowed down a lot, but I used to teach a course of coffee. I would start with from seed to cup, basically, all the way to Tamping a shot, pulling a shot of espresso, and latte art, and like everything in between that, and we even did like a little bit of home roasting classes, how to find a profile when you're looking at roasting, and that's something Round Mountain has offered in Central Arkansas that I've seen really like blossom and grow with the people who actually are starting to like really enjoy coffee and now starting to brew pour overs at home. You've had someone on your podcast that I was talking about pour overs and it just made my heart beam because I was like (laughs) she was like talking about you know the scales and how you weigh it I was like man this person really does know coffee that's really great you know so
0: yes Sarah is a great dear friend of mine and she also loves coffee and home brewing and I think you're right there's this push towards getting good coffee at home as well and I thought about that too how do we bring in someone who has never experienced a pour over or any other specialty coffee and then make them feel welcome in a shop and then a step beyond that, make them feel welcome to make it themselves at home. I think that's next level.
1: We all know that as a barista, we can, can come off as pretentious. Yes. We're talking about dirty water, but we're like <laughs> talking about it in this most scientific way possible. Um, <laughs> exactly. And so I don't want to be pretentious. That is like my, my number one thing that I try not to be. And it's hard. I, I come off pretentious a lot. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. Because I love coffee so much. I love this dirty water. And I want to explain to someone how good a, a black cup of coffee can be we're lucky. We're a shop that gets to literally like choose whatever green coffee we decide we want. We like literally get to like go and look at thousands of samples of coffee and pick and choose our favorite kind of coffee. Well, Kyle, he loves Ethiopian coffee. He loves fruit bombs, floral, give him something that's like this really, really beautiful, delicate coffee. And I'm over here and I'm like, man, I want the sweetest, carameliest, tasting cup of coffee I want. And so we get to like pick and choose some of our favorite coffees. We get to roast them. We get to brew them. We get to nerd out and geek out about them. And now we have to try not to sound pretentious so that way we can get you to drink it. You know, it's, <laughs> like, it's so hard, but it's something that I strive to open up people's minds to. You know, I would want people to get a V60 of a coffee, a pour over of a coffee, and I want them to try it before they add anything else to it. And that sounds pretentious because you're like, let me just drink my coffee the way I want to drink it. But I want you to experience something new. But at the same time, I want you to feel at home and welcomed and in your coffee shop. So that's a, that's a hard balance, right? So we've been really actually this last year, two years, we've been really trying to find what that balance is. We really, really, really want you to not say no to a coffee shop because you have to walk into it, or you're intimidated by the baristas. We want to give you the best available cup of coffee that you possibly can have.
0: Yes, yes. There are definitely shops in Oregon that I can think of. I don't even want to go inside because (laughs) I feel weird ordering a latte versus a traditional drink. It's just funny where (laughs) even I in the coffee world can feel uncomfortable and I know sort of what I'm talking about, <laughs> so we're talking. To I mean, some... if
1: they listen to your podcast, you know what you're talking about.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I do think there's something beautiful in the product that's produced with coffee, mm-hmm. and I think that's the part I fell in love with. Is how do we create art in a cup and then give it to someone to make their day and have it taste wonderful. And have it be beautiful. There's so many parts to it that are just incredible. Talking about flavors, do you think Arkansas has a particular flavor of coffee?
1: We definitely still live in the sweet world. If it was me and Kyle, if we could like create a menu, that would be our favorite type of menu. I don't think we'd put white mocha on it because it's like one of the sweetest drinks. It's so non-original anymore. But... Because we live in Arkansas and because we have the clientele that we have, we have to have a white mocha on our menu. But I think my favorite flavors and the things that I love the most, this is something that's really, really unique to Arkansas, actually, is we have a small batch syrup provider in Northwest Arkansas that makes the most delicious serves I've ever tasted in my entire life. It's called Pink House Alchemy. They're Local to us, which is great. I feel like I'm like a a true local shop because we buy Pink House Alchemy syrups for our shop. They make small batch syrups, and their syrups are amazing. They have a Mexican chili syrup, which is my favorite. It's a little untraditional, but it's probably my favorite syrup they make. It's like this perfect hint of heat with sweet. It's amazing. And it goes really good in coffee. It goes really good in anything you kind of really want to add it to. And our favorite syrup at Round Mountain is cardamom. Everyone asks us, what is that? What is cardamom? And I'm like, it's in the cinnamon nutmeg clove spice family. It's like sweet, but has a traditional kind of spice like cinnamon in it. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll give it a try. And it is definitely one of our favorites because it's in almost every one of our seasonal menus. We have a cardamom drink. So, <laughs> But um the honey that Arkansas produces, I don't know if it's just because of the climate here or because of the fact that like we really were all farmers at heart, you know, <laughs> But and the honey here is just so good. We get our, our honey from a, a local place just outside of Conway. It's, it's called Sherwood farms. They're called Robin hood, honey, Robin hood and Sherwood. It's kind of like a play. I love that. <laughs>
0: That's good.
1: Yeah. And so we get it from a local honey provider and his honey is like, it's this, really delicious like peach kind of like undertones, floral on the front end and like has this really like caramely sweet finish. With Brown Mountain, we do not do high fructose corn syrup. It's one of my mission statements is to not do anything with high fructose corn syrup in it. And with the Pink House Alchemy and with the honey that we get I don't have to compromise on that. Right. And so the one thing that I do have to compromise on is people really like caramel. It asked for caramel probably 18 times a week. And (laughs) we don't provide it at my store because I can't find caramel without making it ourselves. I can't find caramel that does not have high fructose corn syrup in it. So. I decided that we're just not going to have it on our menu and we started. And now it's kind of, I will admit, it's somewhat of a pride thing. I want to convince somebody that you can have flavors that are not caramel and still make a delicious cup of coffee. We actually make a honey macchiato, which is super similar to a Starbucks caramel macchiato. Not as sweet. We definitely tone down the sweetness a little bit because our coffee is not as dark. We have a little bit more of a lighter roast coffee. It doesn't need to have as much sugar to it. And so our honey macchiato, everyone will come in and ask for a caramel macchiato, and I'll point them to that, and I'll say, you should really try it, and they'll give it a try, and they will never go back. They will always continue to go for the honey macchiato. And I love that. I love that about Arkansas. I love that we have these unique flavors through a super unique small batch syrup provider and delicious honey, and it just makes everything really great.
0: That's the beauty of staying small in some ways, is being able to pull out resources that are around you in the environment and to make coffee unique to your area. And that's how in some ways you can combat larger chains is that you can only get this drink here because we use unique flavors and vendors from around this area. So that is something to look forward to for people who want to pass through Arkansas and try coffee there. Just the honey alone sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah,
1: the honey alone sounds delicious. Yeah. I've just been impressed with it. Anybody who uses or makes housemade syrups or uses a local syrup provider in their area, it just tastes better. It makes you feel connected to the community in a way, and it also makes you feel good because you actually are stimulating the local economy. There, this small honey farm that I'm getting my honey from, you're providing this small batch CERT provider up in Northwest Arkansas. And you're also providing for us, which is a a locally roasted coffee here in Arkansas. And together, that's what makes our shop. You know, it's not just us roasting coffee it's like all of us combined create this local shop that to me is what i look for when i go to other shops too what shop actually has like these local things not a shop that's just a carbon copy of another shop you know
0: and how did they use local or organic
1: or (laughs) when you go to a coffee shop and you get like the fresh baked local pastries that are like made there it's so much better it's like I, you have everything you need you know it's like this is the best <laughs> i wanted to just shout out all the coffee shops that i love so much yes. I, there's there's more than three and i <laughs> don't think i could shout out three but if you're in arkansas the must-go-tos uh, of course just in conway okay you have us you have brown mountain coffee please come by and visit us but you also have blue sail coffee i started there basically with my journey on creating my own shop and I have to shout them out there. They roast locally. They're a really great shop to kind of stop in. They have a really like more of a chill atmosphere. This more like homey manager that works there. her. Her name's Krista. She's amazing. Please go check them out. Then you have Zateo Coffee. They're more of a an older clientele coffee shop. They just started roasting their own coffee on a really cool, completely electric machine. And it tastes pretty darn good, in my opinion. So go check those out. The three local coffee shops that I would recommend in Conway. And then if you're going just a little bit further and you're in Little Rock, please check out Fidel & Co. I have a lot of baristas that when they move to Little Rock, they're like looking for another coffee shop job. And I always recommend Fidel & Co. They roast their own coffee also. They really try to stay in the local scene. Fidel is a great guy. He's one of the owners. He is a fantastic character. I totally recommend checking out their shop. And then in Northwest Arkansas, Onyx, got to try them. Got to check out what the big brother onyx is up to their hq rogers location is like a dream it's like walking into like the coolest coffee shop you'll ever go into and you will there's no way i can ever beat this and then <laughs> uh, so there's a coffee shop called airship they have one and you can't actually drive to the physical location you have to like walk at least like i think it's half a mile to their shop 100 percent worth it like go check them out they have this beautiful patio that overlooks this beautiful spot in arkansas You got to go check them out. And then if you're like really wanting to try a a really great startup local coffee shop that recently come out, I'd recommend Confident. I've talked about them already, but Confident Roasters, she does an amazing job. I I got to try one of her cappuccinos I was really impressed with. And her coffee is really, really good. Moving a little bit more south, you have Big Cuppa. Got to shout out Big Cuppa. They're in a small town in Arkansas. In I think it's called Morrilton, and they roast their own coffee. And if you just like drive by, you miss it, and you have to stop there for at least a cup of coffee. Like it's it's worth it. Those are like all the places that have supported me, and all the places that I support through coffee. And I really just recommend all of those places. And if you find another coffee shop in Arkansas that pops up, go try them out.
0: Well, thanks, Scott, for taking time. I really appreciate it. And all of the shops that you've shouted out, I will definitely note in the show notes so people can go check them out. I do appreciate everything you've done at the coffee scene. Thank you for even
1: thinking of Arkansas and thinking of us just in general, because it was just really nice to listen to your podcast also and be like, oh, man, she's She really cares about the barista side of things. It's really cool to see.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm really passionate about it.
1: Thank you for your time, Laura. If you're ever in Arkansas, please stop by.